A detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric, combative family. James Bond's on the case, you guys are fucked. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna beat the shit out of you. It's over. <laughs> he's like waterboarding Jamie Lee Curtis for information. <laughs> he's like, they're just in the woods in the village. They're just in woods. Modern day, clone society. Yeah. I can totally see it. They don't exist. Monsters don't exist. <laughs> Harlan switched the medication himself and he like wrote this entire thing as his like oh. magnum opus before he killed himself. I thought it was gonna be Damn. like a weird writer thing. Knives out. Uh, today we have a guest appearance. Uh, Spencer Halverson is gonna be filling in for Riley. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, wel welcome to the I'm show, a little Spencer. nervous. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> mm -hmm. He paid us a lot of money to be here, so we appreciate it. Um, All finally, my savings. Starting to turn this positive. Uh, let's start off with just some <laughs> uh, like general impressions. Uh, Spencer, what would you uh, what you think of this movie? Yeah, I mean, I love it. This was the third time I've seen it. Um, saw it twice in theaters. Thought it was awesome every time. Um, even knowing the mystery, I think that doesn't really take away from it necessarily. Um, I think there's just still fun moments throughout, and the acting is phenomenal from everyone. Like everybody just killed it. I think. So yeah. I'll probably watch it again, like in the next couple of months, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've actually never seen this. Uh, and I, I love a whodunit. And I like the way they did this whodunit in particular. Um, it's kind of different from the, the normal way where it's kind of just figured out the end. It's like they tell you what happens early, uh, even though it's not necessarily what ends up happening. If that makes right. sense. Um, yeah. But just kind of the way they formatted this whodunit in particular was kind of cool, uh, unique. And uh, like Spence said, the, the acting's fantastic. Um, and it's, it keeps you interested the entire time. So knives out. Yeah. Uh, like, A lot of knives. I, I didn't see this in theaters. I didn't have the option to see this in theaters. Um, but I've still probably seen this movie about like a dozen times at this point. Like, um, uh, my my wife loves uh, like whodunit murder mysteries, and so those are always like you know something. That's that, a red that flag. Can, like, but go ahead, ready to throw. <laughs> Jesus, um, uh, always something that we're uh, willing Plotting. to just throw on the TV. And this right here is one of those movies that definitely uh, rewards the viewer for multiple viewings. There's just like so many details like throughout the background in each individual character. Every single time I watch this movie, I get more from it. Um, just like little tiny details. One of the ones, I'm going to jump ahead into the story a little bit. Um, okay. But the uh, the first time that we go to uh, Ransom's house, uh, you can see in the background, he has a bunch of like growlers on a shelf in the background yeah. of his... Uh, uh, like living room area. He's an alcoholic. And there's uh, like four of them on the back wall with like a space in between one of them where it looks like one of them is missing. And then after during the big like reveal, you go back and it shows like a clip before the fire. Um, and he has all five of those growlers sitting there and you look at the the jug that he's using to start the fire and he's making a Molotov cocktail out of a growler. And it's just like oh. that detail is not necessary to put in the background. Wow. Like only yeah. a crazy person would notice such a thing. <laughs> but I am the time. crazy person. So I, I noticed it. Oh, um, you did. 
Yeah, but it, it's just it's it's so good, and like all of the characters, like all of the characters feel so lived in. It, that's that's one of my yeah. favorite things about all of these characters is they feel like real tangible people, um, and it's just like the yeah. the, the uh, they're like relationships between each other that's the part that f- makes it feel so lived in is that like you feel like these people have a lot of history together right yeah i feel like i know people worst. like those characters like Joni. you know like you've met <laughs> you've known Joni's. i know Joni. <laughs> Joni too i don't like Joni. nobody she's likes an, Joni. <laughs> she's an influencer what, do you i'm so the, angry uh, <laughs> do you remember what the name of her company was uh was it flam? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's like a nonsense word that doesn't actually mean anything. Yeah. It just sounds gross. Like, you don't want to say it. It just sounds yeah. disgusting coming out of your mouth. That, Keith Stanfield is like, what? What did you say? <laughs> that's got to be a jab at goop, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gwyneth. Yeah. For sure. Mm. Uh, did you watch that series that she had? The, the like actual no. show that she came out with? I watched some of it. It's a, it's okay. a little out there. <laughs> yeah, she, she seems crazy for that. I was going to say, what, Gwyneth Paltrow we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> she still does things? She Yeah, she like has these stones that you're supposed to put in your vagina to like cleanse them or something like that. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. Anyways. Well, that sounds about right. <laughs> it's all fake science. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd hope. I'm going to go cop some real quick. What's up, boy? <laughs> What you got for the guys? <laughs> what can I stick in my penis? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Ben. Do they work? Do, do they work in the anus as well? Is it specifically oh, for vaginas? Mm-hmm. These are the hard hitting questions. Into that. <laughs> can I rejuvenate my anus? Is that a thing that I can do? Yeah, these are the, the infinity stones that you put in your ass. That's what these are. <laughs> Thank you, Glenn. With one clinch, the, I can wipe out half the life in the universe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh man. So we're just Knives gonna start out. the podcast with that. <laughs> um, Knives out. So th- this this movie has a lot of different ways. Jumping right back into <laughs> Knives Out. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> this movie has a lot of ways of like throwing you off the scent of the real like mystery that needs to be uncovered. Um. And one of the ways is like the uh, uh, unreliable narrator. Every single person in this family is an unreliable narrator. When they're like recounting all of the events, like every single one of them is like the one standing right next to Harlan when he's cutting his cake. And like, right. you know, it's like, oh yeah, like we, we had like this very special bond between us. Um, somehow every single person was outvoted for... Uh, including Marta in the funeral. Like every single person's like, Oh, I wanted you to be there, but I was outvoted. It's like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Like, <laughs> um, I feel like if you Say just like, the fact. if you just don't bring that up, it's a lot better than like having every single person <laughs> yeah. lying to you about the same thing. <laughs> right. And they all, uh, mention a different country her family's from yeah. <laughs> so that's just another thing Uruguay, like right yeah. it's like your cuban nurse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like your family's from brazil like <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's like none of them actually care, but they're trying to use that like as a talking point. So whoever right. they're talking to would bring yeah. it up. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to forget his name off the top of my head. The uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's husband. Uh, uh, Don Johnson is the actor. Yeah, Don Johnson. Oh, Richard. Yeah, yeah. Richard. Richard. Um, he's, uh, when he's like first talking to the detectives and he's like, He's like, yeah, she's part of the family. And it like flashes back to like, they were having a big group discussion during the the night of the of his birthday. And it like, is just like a slow-mo shot of him like turning around and like beckoning her into the conversation. Oh yeah. And then when you actually see it from Marta's perspective, it's like they're in a heated debate about immigration and he's <laughs> yeah. trying to use her as a prop for his argument on immigration. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're so, these people are so like, disconnected from what like the reality of all of their actions and the people around them actually are yeah. um one of the things that i love most that's kind of like a, a slap in the face for the same thing uh is, is um god I, i'm forgetting everybody's name ransom uh after the will reading ransom. uh or when they're going into the will reading and everybody finds out that he's already been cut out of the will and then everybody's just like, oh, well, maybe this will be a good I'm thing sorry. for you. Finally, yeah. you'll be able to grow up. <laughs> and then when everybody finds out that they're all cut out of the will, and then he throws it back in their face, it's like, this might be the best thing for all of you. And it's just like, <laughs> I love that line so much. And it's like, yeah, we get he's an asshole by the end of the movie. But like in that moment, I'm just like, that's so good to just be able to throw that shit right back in people's faces like that. That's like the kind of thing that I wish I could do in the moment whenever that kind of situation arises where I'm just like, I, your I just family. want you to eat your own fucking words. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he had that, he had that all planned. Oh, he knew exactly oh, what he yeah. was going to say. You know, he's going yeah. in there just cheesing like, <laughs> he's eating the cookies. <laughs> this is fantastic. I can't eat wait shit. for this eat day. Shit. <laughs> yeah. You're cool. Fuck you. Like every single one of you. Uh, apparently that line that eat shit, eat shit. He was supposed to be dropping F bombs on everybody throughout that scene but they like cut it at the last second and switched it to uh eat shit because they wanted to keep it from having an r rating <laughs> the, real, the real reason is they couldn't like captain america drop the f word on camera too many times like nah has he ever done uh, that uh he he Never. had one in this movie Never. oh right uh towards Damn the it. end he calls he calls marta a, a like fucking bitch or something like that yeah, I didn't, oh, I didn't care for that part. <laughs> oh, wait, Marta's a fucking bitch. Oh, wait, no, that's the one that's not a fucking bitch. <laughs> She's the only good person. Only good person. <laughs> I apologize, Marta. I'm sorry. Well, uh, uh, Harlan's a, a good person, too. I mean, he uh, cuts his own throat to try to save Marta, which is like one of the ice, most ice cold things anyone can do, uh, period. Yeah. Yeah, cutting your own throat is a psycho move. <laughs> also, regardless if you think you're gonna die, like within the context of this movie, Harlan's a good person. But like, let's not forget that he produced all of these terrible people that we see throughout the whole movie. <laughs> so I mean, it's like it's true. he probably wasn't always that great of a person. <laughs> yeah, That's he just point. eventually got sick of his kids and was like, you know what, I'm gonna help Marta. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I hate all of you people. Well, I mean, it's like, he finally, he probably finally had somebody in his life who wasn't, like, totally shitty and, like, was able to, like, bring him out of that, like, just, like, stew of, like, negative, 
you know, toxic energy. And then he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, what I've been doing my whole life is kind of shitty. And <laughs> I've really fucked up my family. And so, yeah, I think I'm just going to give everything to her because she's a genuinely good person. <laughs> yeah. And she even says in, like, her interview with uh, the detective, um, like, he just needed a friend. That's yeah. why she started working more. So, it was, you know, there's a little bit of heart in there. It's not just all bad people. I like how Harlan is a, a basic bitch, though. Like, he's got this crazy old house. And then the coffee <laughs> mug of my house, my rolls, my coffee is, like, <laughs> the prominent mug used throughout that house. Like, just a, a basic bitch he is, man. He... He looks like a cool rider, but on the inside, nope. Yeah. A <laughs> full ordering things from Amazon left and right. <laughs> like, Are uh, you against Amazon? <laughs> agnostic, probably. Not a fan, but uh, I'd be a hypocrite to say I don't use their services at times, as in I watch the movie on Amazon Prime. So, like, sure. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's only available on Amazon Prime, so. <laughs> I'm up in there. <laughs> Bezos got my 12 bucks this month. Whatever. It's cool. Let's talk about uh, Daniel Craig in this movie for a second. Daniel Craig. Uh, he's just, uh, like, all the way from, like, his accent to the fact that, like, you can tell he always knows more than he's letting on in every situation. Like, e there's even some times where he seems like he's maybe, like, bumbling about, but, like, just, like, there, there's a way that he, like, watches a scene unfold and like this partly goes into the 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 direction and the cinematography of the movie where you can actually like he's all like a lot of the time in the background of a lot of these shots when like the family is the main subject of the uh of the scene but he's just still like lurking in the background observing everything and like i feel like he's uh does a really good job of being an interactive listener like even though he's not partaking in the conversation he's still participating in the scene every single time he's on camera um and that's it, it's it's one of those things where uh like i said before revisiting you get more and more from it because you're able to like let your eyes wander from what like you know chris evans being you know in a tight close-up right on him and then you're like oh wait he's still back there and you can see him just like mulling over like what's the the scene that's happening in front of him yeah, they even take it to the extreme in that one uh, scene where Marta like storms out of the house and he's literally like in the shadows. They're just sitting there, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he's always there. Like he never, like he could be in the shadows in other scenes, maybe. <laughs> what do we think about his accents in this movie? Because I really hate when British people do like, like specific American accents, not just like a normal American accent, but like you know either a, a southern accent or like. A Virginian accent, or just anything that's like off the beaten trail, and they do it way better than I can do it, or like most Americans do it. <laughs> it really it. irritates me. <laughs> I don't know how they're so damn good at it, man. They're all just so good. Yeah, it's a fair point. I and like. I really it. didn't. Ex I didn't expect it from him. Uh, I didn't. Like, yeah. Said, this is the first time I've seen the movie. So when he started doing that, I'm like, oh man, there, there's another one that can do that really well. Um, I, I thought it was kind of jarring when I first saw the movie. Um, mm. And I like heard him like come out with that voice and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And then, like it, it threw me for a loop for a second. And then like it took me like throughout the course of his like first like introduction scene to like get used to it and kind of settle into what the character is going to be. 
Um, but I feel like the way he uses that accent in like the caricature kind of, of like that, uh, uh, I don't know what kind of, ac- what exact accent that is, like where exactly he's supposed to be from. Um, but, uh, just this kind of like, you know, I feel like that kind of goes into like the meanderingness of the character that I was talking about before when he's in the car with Marta after the car chase and he's just like talking about donuts and a donut hole and then that comes back in the like final scene where he's like talking about like uh, what the story you told me seems to be the donut hole that fits inside the donut but it turns out that donut hole has a hole inside it and so it's not a donut hole at all it's another smaller donut inside of the donut with its own hole <laughs> it's just like so good like this is what you this is like the process that your mind goes through like this is how you have to visualize the case in order to understand it like the most famous detective in the world basically he's just like (laughs) is that how you talk and how is this man the go here yeah (laughs) like i i I love like that scene specifically like where he's talking about the donut how it like it goes on just like a tick too long and it's like you're talking about donuts too much um but that's like his process and, and it's just really good and it's like a, a subtly like funny all of us like in an otherwise yeah. pretty serious scene right it's like the moment he's figuring everything mm-hmm. out but yeah I, I read something that uh, we are Ryan all Johnson... the jelly inside of the donut hole <laughs> i guess the director wanted to uh take that speech out but daniel craig convinced him to keep it <laughs> Yeah, I thought he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> the there was uh, another thing I was I was watching with uh, uh, Ryan Johnson about that scene particularly, and apparently they had a lot more like shots that they were they had like planned out for how to shoot the that final scene. But Daniel Craig just like was totally off book by this point in that scene, and so he just like was doing it like a play. And so they just like, okay, we're not going to do all these other shots. We're going to like set the camera back a little bit more and allow him space to just like perform the scene. Um, and yeah. so they, a lot of the uh, like lingering shots and just like letting him just, you know, work the scene himself uh, was kind of like done on the fly because he showed up that day just, you know, ready to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> guy's good yeah i mean it was really effective how they did it so it's good it's a good decision i think it yeah it's interesting because he's such an iconic guy playing james bond obviously so i think like you need something like that accent to like take away from that give him his own character you know if he just had his normal voice you'd just be thinking like it's just james bond the whole time Mm -hmm. so like james bond's on the case you guys are fucked yeah (laughs) he's gonna beat the shit out of you (laughs) it's over He's like waterboarding Jamie Lee Curtis for information. <laughs> Tell isn't me. Anna Darmus? Isn't Anna Darmus in the next Bond movie? Uh, I don't know. She's like a Bond girl. Is is, is that right? I, I, I think so. Been paying close attention to the Bond movies as of recently. Yeah. I don't know. Every time he makes a, another James Bond movie, he's like, "I'll never do this again." This is the last time I ever do this. I need to retire. I'm too old. And then it's like He's six months Brett later, Favre. it's like, ooh, we're starting production on the next James Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, he probably makes a lot of money. <laughs> I'm sure he does. It's hard to say no. 
That's why he just keeps upping his price. He's yeah. like, uh, I'm <laughs> oh, done. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna retire. you give me 28 million this time, <laughs> it's yeah. just a negotiation tactic. He goes public with like, no, I'd never do this again. And they're like, well, what if we throw a couple extra stacks of cash at you? And he's yeah. like, I'll consider it. <laughs> yeah, he's he's Brett Favre, man. He's like, I'll go play for the Vikings. Daniel Craig's like, I'll go be Sherlock Holmes right now. You better pay me what I want. All of a sudden, the Packers are, are giving him money again. The uh, the way the movie kind of like throws you off the trail uh, of the, the underlying mystery that's being uncovered. Um, I love the way this movie just kind of like pretty much like in the first act like just tells you who the killer is like right away it's like oh it's marta here is a very clear like way that it happened it's impossible for it to be anything else besides what you're currently seeing on screen she messed up the medication as a result harlan was dying and so harlan killed himself so no matter what moving forward we know harlan was the killer Harlan actually right. killed himself. And for me, when I first watched that movie, because especially when I'm watching a whodunit movie, I'm constantly trying to like jump to the next chapter, figure out the twist. I want to, I want to be the person who's like, who figures out what's happening in the movie before the movie tells me what's happening. Um, and uh, having the, the like reveal be so early in the movie really just threw me off the trail completely. Like I, I didn't see the twist uh, uh, coming in the way that it did until very late in the movie. Like by the time pretty much the movie wanted me to figure it out, I was, was when I was figuring it out. Um, and that's, that's a great you. thing. Anytime a movie can surprise me, you know, it can throw me off like that. Uh, it, it is just, it, it makes me enjoy the movie watching process so much more because it shows me how much the, the, people writing and directing this movie put into it uh, in order to, you know, be able to throw me off the trail. I'm not trying to like sing my own praises too much and be like, I'm so good at dissecting movies that I can always tell the twist by the end. Um, But like, I I feel like I figure a lot of things out. I feel like I'm fairly perceptive when it comes to movies. Um, Did you know uh, Bruce Willis was dead the whole time? uh, No, (laughs) but I was also like, 12 when that movie came out so you you hadn't hit your peak yet (laughs) you're you're the daniel craig character in real life just of movies large sums of the cash are delivered at your door to figure out the the twist ending at the next m night Shyamalan movie yeah and if you get it right then he changes it up makes it a lot worse (laughs) that's why his last few movies have sucked Yeah, no, Nick's just Nick just figured them. it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy who's yeah. like standing up in the middle of the theater during the movie, and it's like... <laughs> He's like, they're just in the woods in the village! They're just in woods! <laughs> Modern day! Closed society! <laughs> yeah! I can totally see it! They don't exist! Monsters don't exist! <laughs> you assholes. You ruined a great night film. Samuel out. Jackson is the bad guy! <laughs> <laughs> the plants are killing them. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg sucks in this movie. We all can see that one. Yeah, wait, that's not a joke. Like, oh, You're like I know. I just wanted I to this... talk about it. <laughs> yeah, no, that just—that's an observation. That's all. <laughs> 
Yeah, the crazy thing, like, there's an hour and a half left in the movie when you find out that Harlan killed himself. So it's like, at that point, you're like, it's not even a whodunit anymore. It's just like a crime movie where she's trying to get away with it. Right. Even though she didn't really. I mean, she did, but she didn't. Kill yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought that it was like, and, and I thought it was going to end up being something weird. Like, uh, he... He's he switched the medication. Harlan switched the medication himself, and he like wrote this entire thing as his like oh. magnum opus before he killed himself. I thought it was gonna be Damn. like a weird writer thing. Yeah, uh, like how not. much would that have switched what his character was about? Um, yeah, if they Ill. had like stuck with that, because like <laughs> the scene where he's like convincing Marta to go along with this to protect herself, her family. Right. Um, and it's like, really, he's just being like a sadistic puppet master and forcing her to like try to evade the police, even though he conspired all of these circumstances into existence. And he's like putting her in this awful position. That so his a... kids don't get the money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could have been a good twist, but also I feel like it would have really like made us hate Harlan's character and kind of, yeah. I think it would probably would have soured my overall like taste for like all these subsequent events after the fact <laughs> right. it would have it would have showed that everybody in that family really is garbage uh but harlan yeah. you know it actually does show though how gifted of a writer harlan is because he developed that entire plot within like you know 10 <laughs> seconds of realizing he himself was cooked he and his brain instantly went to okay how do we get you out of the situation he concocts this entire plan and they say at the beginning i forget which one of his kids say it but um they said uh, his plots always just for like came to him fully formed, yeah. and I think Daniel Craig, as uh, character, hit the key after he heard that, like calling bullshit on the claim that right. uh, you know that that actually happens. But we see that that is pretty much what happened to him in that moment. So um, pretty pretty good guy as far as a, a writer. Yeah, he starts writing down, like, he's like, oh, this would be a great way to kill someone as he's, like, (laughs) supposedly dying. She's like, what is this? This guy is insane. (laughs) When uh, Marta gets the phone call from the hospital talking about uh, the the doctor telling her that Fran died, like, they weren't able to save her and she ended up dying. How weird is that phone call for the doctor? Because her (laughs) reaction is like, oh, thank you, doctor. That's great news. (laughs) <laughs> like sick just like on the other one the phone was like are you serious uh, i don't think you understand <laughs> yeah i didn't think of that until this third time i watched it i was just like wait what is the doctor the doctor's just like uh okay i think i mean i told her <laughs> i did my job <laughs> yeah <laughs> I should probably tell somebody about this, right? That's not a normal response. <laughs> You're like, well, I, I think I did the bare minimum of keeping my license. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go take a break. <laughs> this shit's crazy. And then um, she pukes all over. I was going to say, puking, pu- okay, is puking while lying an actual thing? Did, did anybody read into that or look that up? I, I can't, can't imagine it is. No, and it's like a. No way. It's a little, I mean, I know uh, it's like a kind of a, I mean, do sex machina, I guess, isn't the right term, but it's like a very specific uh, quality in a character to have to be put in this entire position. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's oddly specific. Um, yeah. But it's kind of cool. I liked it, actually. It's, it's just kind yeah, of a it's weird, clever. quirky thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's nice because it's it's something that uh, can uh, it's a quirk you can give to the character that automatically makes her trustworthy to all the other characters in the movie. Um, but at the same time, uh, for us, the audience, it's a great juxtaposition from the fact that she's trying to get away with murder the whole time. Um, yeah. At least in her mind, that's what she thinks is happening. Um, she mm -hmm. doesn't realize she's being framed. <laughs> uh, but so somebody who cannot lie, but still somehow has to figure out how to get away with murder. Um, it, it just like adds an extra level of tension to like every interaction she possibly has. Because like if you're in a movie where somebody has to try to get away with something like this and then they can just like, they're just very adept at lying to everybody. It takes the edge off from like every interaction a little bit because you're like, Oh, they're just very accomplished at lying. And they're always going to come up with the right response and throw somebody off their trail. But like, she doesn't have that benefit. She always has to tell the truth, but just very specific details of the truth that don't paint the whole picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like she was never I forget who I think Daniel Craig probably said it, but it's like she was never like a suspect, really. You know, it's like she had the where she walks out and uh, Michael Shannon's character sees her leave and all that. So it's like if, she, you know, if she didn't have a problem lying, she's like fucking she's good. You know, she's set. But yeah, like you said, it just adds that extra tension where it's like she she might have to tell the truth and, you know, ruin everything. It, it's also like she's she's the only good person so she has trouble lying everybody else has absolutely no problem <laughs> yeah. lying to everybody else in their family in an attempt to make themselves appear better than they actually are uh yeah this family's crazy man <laughs> you think your family's messed up until you look at this one it's like oh my god a bunch of psychos yeah I mean, the worst character in the bunch, though, is probably what the 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 Nazi ch child who <laughs> masturbates during parties. What kind of character is that? <laughs> like a little psycho, man. I know. I kept like, are they joking about the masturbating thing? They keep mentioning it. Yeah, so it must be true. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're just like right. assuming because, like, why else would he be in the bathroom for so long by himself? But right. like that's one of my favorite lines from uh, Daniel Craig in this movie is like, "What was it the little Nazi said while he was masturbating in the bathroom?" Yeah, <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah. What is because he's like so say. casual about that, and it's like that's just what everybody identifies him as now. <laughs> yeah, the masturbating Nazi, and the kid never like I wasn't doing that, or he's just like yeah, he's never says anything. Really. <laughs> Okay, we're just moving on. Uh... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Really funny shit, when yeah. he when Marta uh, they find out Marta gets everything and they all start like yelling at her yeah. and that kid's just like like you you had sex with my grandpa you dirty anchor baby. <laughs> he's like, he's like, like oh my God. he's like filming it uh, like on <laughs> on Periscope or something and the likes are just flying up the screen. He's like yeah. all his little weird Third Reich buddies or whatever like. <laughs> strange strange little little man um uh, uh linda jamie lee curtis's character weirdo um i feel like out of all the people in the family she's probably the least terrible 
Like she's still definitely like she still (laughs) sucks as a person. Uh, She still very much lives in her privilege and like, uh, you know, kind of she she has like this like arrogance and like she looks down on people around her a lot. But like as far as everybody else, like I feel like she's probably the worst. Like she doesn't go out of her way to shit on people. Like a lot of other people in this movie do. Yeah. Um, And at the ending, she kind of, you know, she sees the letter that her husband's been cheating on her. So I feel like it, you know, it kind of gave her a good conclusion, whereas everyone else is just kind of fucked. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the reason why we don't, like, we don't get much, like, really shitty moments from her is because by the end, when she's reading the letter, we still have sympathy for her. Because of what she's dealing with on top of, like... And she also seems like the only person who genuinely is upset that her dad died. Yeah. (laughs) Like, everyone else is just kind of, like, you know... Worried about what's going on after. Yeah. Well, because everybody else kind of got in a fight with him at the party. Yeah. But she didn't, right? Yeah, she's the only one who didn't, like... It was bound to happen because he did cut her out of the will. But he basically had that discussion with almost everybody else at least uh ransom and uh what was his other son's name walt uh right um and joni and joni but joni fuck joni like she's straight up stealing money from him (laughs) like a hundred third four hundred thousand dollars yeah that's a hundred racks a year like i mean i even if you're a millionaire you know somebody should have caught that sooner (laughs) you you know yeah you have if you have like you know, hundred million or whatever this fool has, you know, you know, plus way more than that, you know, if you're factoring the publishing company, but like total assets, right. it seemed like it was like what eighty million plus the house and, and whatnot. Like right. you gotta have a team of accountants on your shit. Like <laughs> making sure people aren't messing with you, man. You have to have people yeah, checking those accountants. Like <laughs> Yeah, that was the thing. It was just yeah. the two different people never talked. <laughs> Until like they get a few years down the road and then one of the guys is like Wait a minute. <laughs> I've been sending money to this person this whole time. It's like, I think it's kind of on you guys for not double checking with each other. Yeah. Going back to that final scene again, where it's basically just Daniel Craig talking about all the other actors for like 30 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have... What I think is is uh, one of the good payoffs of the movie, um, when uh, Ransom grabs the knife off the uh, wall of knives and comes after Marta, and it turns out that it's a fake prop knife. Uh, um, having all of that set up earlier in the movie, during one of our first conversations with uh, 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 Harlan, where he's talking about his family... And then he starts specifically talking about Ransom and how basically saying that he doesn't have any real life experience, that he's been coddled, that he can't even tell the difference between a stage prop or a real knife. Um, Mm. And then that coming full circle in that moment, uh, I expected some sort of like, like that felt like a really like specific element for them to like bring up so early in the movie about like, the real knife versus the prop knife and the fact that there's so many knives all around 
uh, Harlan's house. I'm like, I feel like that's going to come back into play, but I basically forgot about it by the end of the movie. And then like, as he's coming down and then like he stabs her once they like freeze on him, like on top of her, I'm like, Oh, I bet that's a fake knife. And then it like was, and I was just like, Oh yeah, it's a fake knife. He did it. (laughs) There was, there was a part of the movie where uh, Donna, the other, the, the other skinny tall blonde in the movie, uh, she was like, I think it was during the will reading and she was sitting down uh, in a chair and the knife ring was behind her and her head was like right place in the middle of that, like in the frame. And I, I clocked that myself, Nick. I'm like, okay, like she might be the killer, you know, like that looks kind of suspicious. And then, uh, well, nothing came of it, but um, I'm not as good as you is what I'm trying to say. I, I just, was I, that a, go ahead. which character was Donna? Was that Michael Shannon's wife? Uh, yeah. 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 I was curious. I I was thinking last night, like, did you guys think like, obviously before, like we see that Harlan slits his own throat. Like, did you guys have any guesses of who the killer might be up to that point? Um, yeah, I had a, I had a couple of suspicions. I wouldn't say that I like, I really committed to any of my suspicions, but I would say, I mean, it's pretty early on. Uh, uh, Michael Shannon, probably just because, (laughs) I mean that's it's Michael Shannon. It's Michael Shannon. He always he always looks kind of like menacing in everything he yeah. does. I feel like what threw me off his scent is by the time he was like, uh, like at the will reading when he's like in Ransom's face and like telling him about how he's a piece of shit and he's not going to get anything from anybody. Uh, by yeah. the time I saw that, I'm like, oh, I don't think he actually has it in him. Like I didn't feel mm-hmm. any like because he plays a lot of those like really like intense like menacing characters a lot and like i felt like in that scene he didn't have the same bite that he usually brings to those other types of characters and i was like oh i don't think this character has it in him to pull something like that off um yeah i think that's fair but i had a uh, early early suspicion that it was the old lady uh harlan's mom uh at first (laughs) And uh, I'm really a bad movie detective. <laughs> Turns out. She looked like George Washington, man. She's so old. Like, there was when she's like, when they keep dropping down and she's behind the glass just staring at them uh, when they come down from the, win- the fake window. <laughs> she looks like George Washington in that, in that picture. She's like, the right. thing that she's wearing, she's all crunched over. Yeah. Like, huh. Apparently, she's only 86 years old, and Christopher Plummer <laughs> plays Harlan. No is way. So he was actually four years older than the one who played his mom. <laughs> How is she not in her like late, late, late hundreds? I don't know. <laughs> like she's almost like a millennia old, is what I'm saying. Like she's she was very old. Um, she didn't take good movie, care. Movie magic, baby. Movie magic. Who who are your uh, early early movie uh, suspects, Spencer? Yeah, I don't. It was tough just because they revealed it so quick. But I mean, it, thinking back, like I do feel like Chris Evans. It was kind of like that thing where it's like Chris Evans is almost too obvious. It's like he was like one of the first people that it's like they got in a fight and he stormed out and left the party early. It's like, okay, so I kind of feel like he did it. But why are they like? It seems too obvious. Yeah. Which then later it's like, oh shit! It, like it was him the whole time. <laughs> so. But yeah, that that's really all I thought. But I kind of, I don't know. I don't always try to play the guessing game, especially. Uh, I don't know. I just like enjoying the ride, I guess. So. Yeah, I feel like that's how I am with 
most movies is I just like my first watch. I just want to like be taken along for the ride and yeah. just like fully absorb the thing uh, without putting too much of my own, you know, uh, inferences on the what the characters are doing. But uh, I, I feel I find it really hard when it's like a who done it because yeah, like, going it's into it, it's like. <laughs> It's like, ooh, there's gonna be a mystery, and yeah. so I'm like, okay, let's <laughs> let's see if it's really gonna be a mystery. Yeah, I thought it was interesting because they obviously had like some of the meta like commentary throughout the movie, but I'm glad that they like didn't go too meta with it, like like a Deadpool or something like that, where it's just like constantly like poking fun at whodunits. It's like actually like a legit clever whodunit. And then also just because we're so meta about things now because we've had all these whodunit movies that we've seen. So it yeah. does make some references, but it doesn't go over the top of it. Yeah. It mentions Clue in it, but it mentions the board game Clue. Right. Uh, it doesn't actually mention the movie Clue, which <laughs> True. is a nice touch. And I'm assuming that the movie Clue doesn't exist in this uh, universe. <laughs> oh, okay. Just the, board, just the board game itself. <laughs> Do you guys like Clue? The movie. The, the, the board the movie. game. <laughs> you guys want to play the board game? Either one. Yeah. <laughs> Colonel Mustard in the kitchen with the pipe every time. Um, I, I do really like the movie Clue. Um, I do too. And I, I love how they, like we were saying, how they, uh, this movie kind of like veers away from the, you know, meta aspects of like a whodunit where Clue just leans wholeheartedly into it right, and is very right. like slapstick in its delivery of all the tropes um we 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 did talk about this and we we talked about that movie uh once upon a time uh Mm -hmm. but that conversation has been lost uh to the ether um (laughs) it was a fever dream it's it's vanished (laughs) never happened yeah we we actually all did uh, peyote one day separately and we thought we had a conversation about clue but i don't think it actually ever happened (laughs) Does is Clue a real movie? <laughs> we all we all imagine it. We all separately had very vivid hallucinations about a movie that doesn't exist, and then had a conversation with each other, mm-hmm. and somehow we can all reference it and understand exactly what each other was talking about during that review. That's right. That's right. My version. My version starred Rob Schneider, though. I don't know about yeah, you. Yeah. Well, duh. So did ours. Oh, okay. So it's okay. better. <laughs> <laughs> That means it's good. You're like, In my no, own head, was, every movie was all Rob Schneider. Schneider, like starring only <laughs> Rob Schneider. Yeah. He played all of the characters. <laughs> that would be amazing. That's the next two done it idea. Just one actor. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Who did it? It was Rob Schneider with That's killing Rob line. Schneider with Rob Schneider. <laughs> Produced by Adam Sandler. <laughs> happy gilmore productions or happy madison productions happy madison. whatever it is <laughs> happy gilmore's better i want to talk about uh just how beautiful this movie is at times uh it's just uh the framing the staging of so many of the shots are just like absolutely beautiful like uh we well we didn't talk about but we will be talking about at some point the into the spider verse um oh. <laughs> but like in, in 
in that movie, like you're supposed to be able to pause the movie at just about any point and you have like a like perfect like graphic art that you could just pull from the movie and it stands alone on its own. I feel like a lot of the shots in this movie feel very similar. The way the movie is constantly like staged with multiple layers behind it. Like there's always somebody watching over your shoulder, even if it's just like heart of the painting of Harlan in the background, looming over everybody while they're having their big fights or a, a secret conversation. Like there's always like someone like leering in the background. Um, and then like the, like even the opening shot of just the house, is like the fog rolling in, the dogs running through the shot in slow motion, the very intense dramatic music just like hitting right off the top. It's just a gorgeous movie. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess that's a real house, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just like, how do you find that? Like, that's just so perfect. And like the hidden doors and all that, it's just like all the, all the like, statues and paintings and stuff all over the house i don't know if like there's any hidden meaning to any of that stuff but it's all like really just interesting to look at <laughs> and it's like i, I feel like to live there uh like the the, the visuals like that like the Terrifying. all the statues and all these paintings everything's very ornate all the way through this house and i feel like that goes a long way like that's kind of introducing us to harlan before we even see him like, you know, you, this is the kind yeah. of person that he is. He collects things. He just, like, you know, brings all these, like, he, he loves these, like, like spooky dolls and, like, ornate <laughs> statues. And he loves this, Knives. like, really intense, vibrant imagery. <laughs> um, and it's, like, uh, you know, talking about how, like, like you said, he writes a book every six months. Um, and it's, like, he surrounds himself with things that inspire him. Uh, and he just like once he like has it he just never lets anything go he just like constantly brings in more and more he stuff his family and it's just like there's books like just laying all over the ground there's like there's like more statues than like places to sit in his house um <laughs> yeah they did a really good job just in the beginning shots of like when you know you see uh, Fran like making his breakfast and stuff, but then it's showing stuff around the house, and then you see like a bookcase where it's just all of his different books, and you see like Harlan Trombley, Trom Trombley, Trombley, uh, and uh, so you're like, okay, so this, there's this writer, and then she goes into his room and says Harlan, and then so you're like, okay, so this guy owns the house, he's the he's an author, he's written tons of books, and then you just see, it. I don't know, they did an excellent job of just building the character up before you even see him yeah i was like this guy is either an author or he's the biggest harlan trombley fan of all time <laughs> one of the two yeah oh no he's That's the a, author it's a really good name for an author uh, i thought his name was harlem at first and i thought that was even cooler that would be a, I, but, I like that more <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought so too um, oh, there's a there's a miss there already <laughs> yeah, he, he has a lot of his own books all through like scattered all throughout his house, but in his like private study that's like in the highest part of the house, he doesn't have any of his books up there. Like oh, if you look okay. at the background, like on the bookshelf or like on the, the, the desk or any of that stuff, these are all like things that are that he has not like put any work into creating. Like that's his like that's his like uh, uh you know creative workspace and he, right. it, it's just like 
again, a good part of like visual storytelling that he doesn't like once he like comes up with that idea, then it's like it's out of his mind space. You know, if if mm. that physical space represents like where where his mind works. Right. Well, I mean, there's even like a it's a hidden door to even get in there. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that that place is all his. And Marta's. And Marta's. <laughs> Yeah, definitely hers now. It's it, it's a hundred percent hers, right? <laughs> Although, if I were to be her, I probably wouldn't go in that room very much, considering mm. that's like the room I saw one of my best friends slit his own throat. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably just also, board up that secret entrance. You made like a hundred million in that room, though. So <laughs> yeah, it's where everything changed. I definitely sell that house in a heartbeat, and. Uh, buy something else man that that house yeah uh, terrify you couldn't stay there like especially because the family knows all the secrets of the house and they probably want revenge yeah they're like gonna run up on you (laughs) bare minimum the nazi child will so you gotta probably get away from (laughs) i also like the uh, and they like they draw a little bit of attention to it but like in the like woods surrounding the house there's like still even more statues there's just like yeah. like a <laughs> there's like a big hippo statue just like chilling in amongst some trees like no one's ever going to see that unless you're like trudging through the mud behind his house but it's like he still just has so much shit that he just like scatters it all around everywhere and i wish i was rich <laughs> <laughs> that's what this movie makes me think of I just wish I was rich I want a forest with hippo statues in it it's been my dream since I was a little child to have an eccentric rich grandfather I have the eccentric part rich not so much No, no, no. that's why you're doing this podcast that's why we're that's, yeah, that's why we're doing this podcast. We're we're making the big bucks. Money is these days. Who's uh, who's advertising charged on this you. episode? You are. Oh, uh. it was in the contract we signed. <laughs> you pay you pay us hundreds of dollars, and you get to come on and promote your uh, the new short that you made. Hey, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll this will be the time you after that. this. <laughs> the portland film that's, festival that's how it works right when you invite somebody on your show and they get to promote something they also pay you to, mm-hmm. to come mm-hmm. on to your show and yeah <laughs> we got a good thing going here <laughs> missed opportunity now there's gonna be just a bunch of people they're trying to shut us down after this episode stephen king and m night Shyamalan are gonna band together and happy, use their bro. considerable resources to end our platform completely they're talking shit that's right it's okay rob schneider's got our back that's facts <laughs> nothing he's but got really good you, lawyers <laughs> We got the Sandman with with him, man. We're we're fine. We we'll yeah, be okay. Like so many directors or uh, writers like do this poorly is like when they're trying to uh, have the characters like talk like they do nowadays. Like when like a phrase like alt right troll is in your movie, or you know, like even like the uh, the conversation they have about like immigration and they're talking about Donald Trump, even though they don't name his name. Um, I just thought Ryan Johnson like wrote all those things really well um 
and like it's not often that a big director like because i i think i don't know maybe ryan johnson's not on the level of like pta or tarantino but i think he's up there as far as just like being able to make a blockbuster and tarantino pta a lot of those guys are making like uh period pieces a lot of the time so they don't you know that's not that stuff's obviously not going to be included because it hasn't happened yet in those worlds um so i just thought it was like the way he portrayed like what's going on nowadays was really solid and uh on that like the way he uh didn't really seem to like pick a side in the way that he's yeah. like, portraying it like he portrayed both sides fairly accurately in the way that they're doing it like the uh uh oh god i'm gonna forget his name again richard richard um <laughs> richard just like <laughs> you know kind of uh constantly always like bringing up it's like yeah but they broke the law and like completely disregarding the whole like human element behind it is just like this is the law you follow the law or you get punished and only sees the world in mm -hmm. black and white and there is no nuance um and then like uh uh, uh joni trying to be an ally but like she's still very misinformed and like doesn't even know when like world war ii happened it's like so yeah. did hitler during 1930 whatever <laughs> and it's like you're doing it badly and like that yeah. those people absolutely exist like you said before mm -hmm. i definitely know a joni <laughs> right <laughs> yeah that conversation was handled really well and i like i found myself you know obviously i have my own stance on that type of thing but like i found myself agreeing with both sides during that conversation because i thought they both both have like valid points even if maybe the way they're presenting them isn't the best yeah um so I, I thought that was really interesting because you could, you know, we, Don John, uh, Richard, you know, he's cheating on his wife. Right. So it's yeah. like, this guy's already a fucking asshole. So it's like, you could have just been like a total Trump supporter and then made him even more of an asshole. But I think the way he handled it wasn't, wasn't like it. Yeah. He did really well balancing it. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the way that that conversation, like it comes full circle in the plot later where it's, right. it's, it becomes important because obviously the, uh, she has uh, an immigrant mother and everything, and they start to use that against her. When that scene was first happening, I thought they were just like shoehorning some shoehorning some political <laughs> stuff in for like kind of no reason. I'm like, how is this yeah. gonna make sense later? But it, it completely does, and it's super mm -hmm. relevant. Um, so yeah, no, it ended up being pretty good. Yeah, and there's a good like juxtaposition of the class differences where they're like from you know mm -hmm. they were born y with yes. money. She moved to this country illegally, and then she ends up getting the money and like. You know, the family's like, you need to do what's right and give us that money back. Like, we, you, you owe that to us. It's like, no, like, he decided to <laughs> no. give it to me <laughs> for a reason. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. And yeah, that, that was the only thing that kind of didn't uh, make a ton of sense is when, uh, uh, I forget the uh, Walt, Walt, uh, he's like pressuring her to give the money back and he's like, we can use the resources to keep your family safe. And I'm thinking like, oh, well, yeah. or I I could just use the resource. <laughs> <laughs> like no up. one's no one's leave, making me leave any country on earth if I have a hundred million dollars. I promise you, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I could go to any kind. I could migrate to any country I want if I have a hundred million dollars. Like oh, that's yeah. that's exactly how that works. And sure. uh, like, no, I'm just gonna I'm gonna use it myself. And like in that scene, <laughs> she even kind of baits him into it a little bit, and she's like, so you're saying with your family resources that you can make sure this problem goes away. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, 
So now that I have your family resources, (laughs) I can just make it go away. Oh, great. And he's like, well, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. He's like, yeah, you're saving a step here. This is fantastic. Yeah. I'm I'm glad you're so worried about me. Thanks for the free advice. (laughs) All righty, gentlemen, it's time for everyone's favorite game. Were you paying attention? Question number one. What time was Harlan's breakfast delivered? Was it A, 6.41, B, 6.55, or C, 7 o'clock? My coffee. Remington. It was clearly B, 6.55. That is incorrect. Nope. Uh, my coffee. <laughs> Do I have to buzz in if it's just... No, no, after uh, that. I'm going to go... I'm going to go A. A. Spencer gets the point. Yes. Let's go. I let the rookie have that one. He has two clocks think. on his dresser when she first, when Fran first enters the room, and both mm-hmm. of them are uh, set to 641. Uh, Alrighty, question number two. How old was Harlan at the time of his death? My coffee. Uh, Damn it. Why'd I do that? This is what I do every time. I forget multiple choices coming. (laughs) He is, he was, he was 84 years old. That is incorrect. My coffee. I'm going to go for it without 85. 85. Spencer got the point. I was going to say 85. (laughs) So close. All right. No problem. Rem. You're falling behind early, man. I play better in the. I play better under pressure. So okay. Got <laughs> Underdog. Uh, question number three. How much money did Joni steal from Harlan? My, My coffee. coffee. Oh, that felt like that was at the same time. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was first. I was clearly first. I definitely. I started first, but he ended first. Oh. I don't know what that means. Ty goes to the runner. <laughs> I don't know Take what it Rem. What do you runner. got? Go, Rem. Go, uh, Rem. Uh, she stole in total $400,000. That's right. Nice. Way back. Way back. I think I mentioned that earlier, so. Yeah, yeah, you kind of. I gave you the answer, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that happens with this game, you know? Like, I can't yeah. predict what our, where our conversations are going to go. No, that's fine, because you got to pay attention to the podcast, too. <laughs> <laughs> and I never do. I just wait for a lull in the conversation and start talking about random things. <laughs> it's like, Rem, I just asked you a question. <laughs> oh, I wasn't listening to you at all. I was I know. <laughs> waiting for an opportunity to say whatever I wanted. Uh, no, I was just thinking about Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, question number four. In the portrait of Harlan that is featured several times throughout the movie, what are the two items he is holding? Oh, I know one. Go ahead. Is it A, a chess piece and a cane? Is it B, a book and a knife? My coffee. Rem? That one. <laughs> uh, B, I'm assuming, is your answer? Yes, yes, B, yes. That's correct. So much sense. <laughs> two his, favorite things. His, his two loves in life, yes, <laughs> knives and books. 
Uh, it's actually was the he... same knife he has in his study that he stabs on ask... the table. I was going to ask that. Was that the same one? It looked like it. Uh, okay. Oh, and uh, fun, uh, uh, fun fact, that painting mm. wasn't actually there on set. They, they didn't that. have that until after they were done shooting, and so they had to digitally composite it into every shot that it was supposed to be in. Oh, that's weird. That's a weird <laughs> thing to... Yeah, huh. it seems like so much work. They just they like didn't a... have a good a good enough prop that everybody loved before they started shooting, so they're like, I guess we're just going to put a green screen up in this frame and fix it in post. <laughs> that, hey, it works. That, that, that's as weird as the, the Superman stash situation. That's that's a very strange <laughs> one. <laughs> Damn. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big supporter of the, like, throwing our hands up in the air and just saying, we'll fix it in post. Figure it out. Yeah. You know, Chris Evans wasn't actually in this movie originally. <laughs> they just they just cut together all the B roll from all the Captain America movies and <laughs> dubbed them into this movie. It's, it's, it seems like there's so... <laughs> in a room with a bunch of originally about the Avengers. It seemed like they tried to like make him not like super yacked in this, but there's certain times where they couldn't just they couldn't hide it. Like yeah. in the the scene where they're in the restaurant and he's wearing like that wool sweater, he looks jacked as hell in that. I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> like you're clearly a superhero fool. Hey man, he doesn't have to work, so he just works out. Yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be super jacked at all times, even though I'm not even a superhero anymore. Yeah, that's like one of the things because like not? you look at all of his clothes, and it's like all of his clothes, even though it's like nice stuff, it's like all of his sweaters have like holes and it's all tattered, and like all of his stuff is like, and then even uh, uh, Walt, right? um, Walt's yelling at Walt. him. He's like, "You got to kick whatever designer drug you're on," and like making it sound <laughs> like he's just like some like you know drug addict rich kid, but it's like. He also like clearly spends like five hours a day at the gym. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like he, he takes care of himself uh, in one very specific way, but all other manner in his life, he just like doesn't give a shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, question number five, <laughs> uh, gentlemen. This game is all tied up at this point. Nice. We're at basically the halfway point. Game faces. Game faces. Question number five. After the will reading and Ransom takes Marta out for food, what does she eat? My coffee. Remington. Beans and sausage. That's it. Beans and sausage. Spencer, this is a, this is a comeback. This is what he does, I'm man. joking, yeah. <laughs> He's playing with me, man. <laughs> Chong Lee, Chong Lee, Chong Lee. <laughs> a question number six. I kill your friend, then I kill you. <laughs> what is the address where the blackmailer tells Marta to meet them? My coffee. Damn it! Oh, <laughs> no. There's no way you know this. Uh, 1501. That is incorrect. <laughs> Um, I, I will say for clarification because I didn't have a chance to do this. As this a isn't first. a bit. I'm I only swear. I'm only asking for the the number of the building, not the not oh, the no. full address. Oh, I thought it was pretty close. So your your answer, you had it been right, would have been accepted. 
but it was okay. wrong, so it's not accepted. Fair. Spencer, do you want to hear the multiple choice? I would like to. <laughs> <laughs> Good decision. Uh, is it A, 1408? Is it B, 1209? Or is it C, 1776? B. That is correct. Yes. Clearly, wasn't um, 1776. Do you, do you recognize either of the other two numbers <laughs> good year. that I said? Uh, yeah. 1408 is a movie. Yes. And 1776 is an important year for us as Americans. As Americans. Or <laughs> what is it? It was three three. Are we tied up? Yeah, it's all tied up. Yeah. How many how many questions are there? We are on question number seven of nine. So we have three questions left. All right. Oh. All right. Okay. Best of three. Let's do it. Here we go. Number seven. <laughs> Whose footprint was left on the windowsill? My, My coffee. coffee. Uh Spencer. I think that was Spencer. <laughs> Ransom? That's right. Oh! Ransom Drysdale. Uh, all right, Ram. Here we go. If you if you get this next oh, yeah. question, it's all tied up going into the last uh, the last main question. I understand the stakes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I'm aware. Because your performance says otherwise. Yeah, no, it typically does. <laughs> Here we go. Question number eight. Why does Ransom make the help call him Hugh? Is it A, it keeps things professional? Is it B, only fa the family calls him Ransom? Or is it C, because he's an asshole? My, My copy. <laughs> I think that was Spencer again. C, because he's an asshole. <laughs> Already, Remington. Is that correct? That was correct. Okay. <laughs> He's an asshole. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, so. Yeah, I think that should. Uh, Remington in the in the basic game, the the regular game, uh, it is unfortunately mathematically impossible for you to come back and win. Mm -hmm. However, there is the bonus question. round. We're not done. <laughs> Oh, no. There can Get be a saving grace. There is a lot of points up for grabs <laughs> in the bonus round. Uh, but we are not there yet. Let's go into question More. number nine. <laughs> the mug. My house. My rules. My coffee. Mm -hmm. What is the color of the font? My, my coffee. My coffee. My coffee. Remington. It is blood red. Oh, oh, of that's death. it. I like that's how you it. answered that. <laughs> I got two points for that, but you lose, sucker! Uh, you didn't get two points for that, and wow. even if you did, you would have been tied. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing you said is true. <laughs> Bonus round. There are potentially 13 points up for grabs. I don't expect That's either a lot of, of you points. to get 13 points. That's an insane amount of points. That is an insane amount of points. Um, but you will both have two minutes to answer as many as you, or, or list as many as you can. The task is 
Name as many of Harlan's books as you can. Oh, I knew oh, God. Two <laughs> minutes starting right now. You can do it for 15 seconds. I'm going to get <laughs> one, fool. While these gentlemen are working out their answers to this bonus round question, yeah, maybe you at home also want to try and answer uh, <laughs> as many of these as you possibly can. Uh, uh, if you go to the comment section below, I would love to see how many you get. Don't cheat. Or cheat. I don't care. Just leave the comment. That's the important part. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I can name one. <laughs> um, I will also give a bonus point for whoever comes up with the best murder mystery novel title. <laughs> so okay, well that's, and it's that's all I'm working person, on then. I just yeah. started writing down <laughs> Stephen King books and that was going to be my answer, but... All right, I'm going to scratch those out. <laughs> um, also, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, links will be in the description, and I'll pop them up on screen right now. See them right there? I don't know where they're going to be because I haven't edited this yet in post, but it's going to be somewhere on the screen. Um, if you're just listening to this in podcast form, look in the description. Links will be there. Come follow us. I swear we post on it. <laughs> that's something that we do 30 seconds left done <laughs> that's not how timers All work <laughs> over uh, 3, 2, 1 pencils down stop alright already how many did you guys get I didn't Zero. get one of his novels. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. The, the name of the detective novel that I came up with was The Death of a Thousand Candles. <laughs> it sounds more profound than it is. I, I wouldn't read it based off that title. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> is it like you're setting somebody over a thousand candles and that's how the person dies in the story? That's horrific. <laughs> I think each candle is... <laughs> or are the, the candle, candles what's dying? <laughs> the candle is a metaphor for light oh. and dreams and future. And there is a man who is vanquishing said candles okay. and dreams. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Daniel Craig's in it. It's sick. <laughs> Daniel Craig is in it as in... He himself is a character in the book. In the book. Daniel Craig is yeah. the name of a character. It's Daniel okay. Craig, okay. yeah. He gets caught in the middle of it. Kind of weird, I know. He's filming something. He just happens to be Does, around. In the movie, would Daniel Craig play that character? No, 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 no. He is He's just Daniel <laughs> Craig in it. And he really wants no part of being okay. <laughs> involved with this random murder he's come across because he's just Daniel Craig and he's like I'm very wealthy man I don't need to be involved with this at all yeah. okay it's not good you've, you've convinced me <laughs> metaphors are best when you have to stop and explain them in detail so I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that you did that <laughs> maybe if you read the whole book you wouldn't you would get that's, it that's a fair point yeah. that's a fair yeah. point <laughs> yeah. yeah read the show uh, my, my title I made was a dead man knows not who kills him. Okay. That's a fact. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes yeah, it's not sometimes always the case. Not. Yeah, no. Like Harlan. It's also irrelevant who because you can't 
really ask the person who was killed yeah. <laughs> anyway. Even if he does know who um, it was, yeah, you yeah, can't really Dead tell Dead man knows not well. who killed him. It's a little wordy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it took it took like most of the two minutes to write down. <laughs> um, so did either of you get any of the book titles? I, I have two no. guesses. Okay. Oh, the land of one thousand knives. Um, that's you're just close. taking my title and like doing something with it. That's close. I'll give it to you because one <laughs> of the titles oh. is Thousand Knives. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so that's really yeah. Close. These both have words that I know were in the title, but I didn't know the exact title. The other one, I thought there was one that had rainbow in the title. I put gravity rainbow. <laughs> that was something he liked. Um, was Daniel Craig's character like that? I did oh. not. Uh, that's not on my list. Oh, okay, then I'm wrong. <laughs> they talk about but that. Though. Keep in mind, the list that I came up with is literally just me writing down all of the names. As I heard them in the movie, I didn't oh, like okay. pull this list from any official place. This is just my observations, <laughs> but okay. I assume, but I don't, I don't remember that one at all. And I'm, I was pretty <laughs> thorough. Um, so yeah, no additional points, um, which <laughs> I, Do I, I get guess, the thousand knives thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That I'll give you that one. Um, Remington, I think that your uh, title, after you explained it, was a little bit better. Um, so you get that point. Thanks. But since Spencer got the other point, uh, he you still lose. <laughs> yeah. uh, so congratulations, Spencer. New reigning champ. Yes. Uh, you, at some point, will have to go head-to-head -head with Riley. Um, but we'll see. We'll we'll let a few episodes pass and see where uh, Remington wants to make a comeback. Um, uh, alrighty, gentlemen. Thank you for being here. This is a good discussion. Um, I hmm. feel uh, I feel closer to you. Um, I, I think that we oh. really accomplished something here today. Yeah, I felt good about it. Um, I can't wait for my next invite. Yeah, I, I, it was good. This, this worked out nice. <laughs> Remington, uh, fuck you. <laughs> Never coming back on. It's a wrap. Um, Spencer, did you have anything you want to do a uh, shout out while you're here? Draw attention to? Plug your movie. Hey, YouTube, Three Point Pictures. Got a couple of short films. Our latest one is playing at the Portland Comedy Film Festival. Woo! Called The Mugging of Christian Brown. Written, directed, co-starring co-written technically uh <laughs> me spencer spencer <laughs> and that that other and guy riley. that's normally on you the podcast yeah. yeah dipshit yeah he's the one i replaced who you Art. may never see again <laughs> replay um spencer killed riley <laughs> and as always uh if you want to listen to the uncensored version of this podcast you can find us wherever you find your podcasts um if you'd like to see our faces uh and interact with us not really, because like this is a this is pre-recorded, so you can't directly interact with us. But if you want to see our faces, you can go to YouTube. We put a censored version of the uh, our podcast up there, um, and follow us on all of our social medias, which again are on screen and in the description. Uh, thank you for watching, and I'll see you guys later. Thank, thank you. Guys. Knives out. Classic. Knives out.